Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. On this week's episode, we have co-pastor Sharonda Manor Foster. You cannot lose when you're walking with God. The final outcome is always going to be in your favor. So we are on a walk with God and he's taking us somewhere. Is anybody happy about what this walk has been like? Works, but I'm excited about it, and so I get excited when it's time for us to give here at the house. We make it so simple and so easy for you to give here over here at New Antioch Christian Fellowship at Aliante. You can do it in three simple ways. Pull out your phone right now, and you can go ahead and text 77577, the word New Antioch, all one word. It'll tell you right on your phone what you're supposed to do so that you can give that way. Or you can go online. That's the way I like to give. Go to our website, New Antioch it's a button at the top that says donate, hit that button, it walks you right on through how you're supposed to give. It's very, very simple. Or if you would like to give here to the house, in case you didn't notice, we're open here at the house. We are here in the Aliante community and we are looking for people to come on in and join with us here. We are located at 2550 Nature Park Drive, that's suite number 100. It's in North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. And so at this time, I would like to pray over the offering. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we are so grateful that we serve a God of provision. We serve a God that is ever providing. We serve an almighty Father that is always looking out and always got his hands on his children, God. And so we thank you on this afternoon that we have something to give, God. We thank you on this afternoon that you are going to bless us with what we give. We thank you on this afternoon that whatever it is we decide to give, that we still can't beat you giving and that you are going to move. You're beautiful with just one look. There's no mountain he won't climb up. And Sean, will you put the words back up? Because I want that to minister to us on this afternoon. That he would. I don't know if we believe that. And I don't want them to see that and we not get that. I want us to understand that the God that we serve is reckless. He don't mind kicking indoors. He don't mind climbing up mountains. He don't mind standing in the face of a lion saying that ain't the truth. He don't mind it, but I don't know if y'all, this is the first time y'all heard this song. I don't know if you believe that, but I want us to say that again. And we're going to take it higher and higher until you understand the God that we come in to serve. He's reckless. He's not out of order. He's in order because he's coming after us. Yeah. Uh, Minister Latasha said that she was gone a few times and he had to come after her. <laughs> I don't know if God ever had to come after you, but he came after me. Yeah. 
And I love that it says also that before I was born, he was singing over me. He knew I was coming. He knew what my mother and father would do. And so he took time to sing song over me. Y'all, that's scripture that the Lord sings over us. And he came after me. And he came after you. I wasn't born like this, Tim. I've been some places. I've done a few things. Got lost in some stuff. Had to fight my way out of some stuff. But I could not do that by myself. You know why? Because the reckless God that we serve, he said, ain't no mountain, Sharonda, I won't climb up. Coming after you. There's no mountain I won't climb up to come and get you. And he came and got me. My God. There's no darkness that he won't light up coming after you. And some of you were in a dark place. Don't try to act like you've been straight this whole time. Some of us was in a dark place. Uh, and don't think that you came out by yourself. He said, there's no darkness I won't light up. Coming after you. You specifically. Even those that don't choose to acknowledge him. Those that don't say, thank you, Lord. There was a time I didn't know to give him the credit for it. I didn't know to say thank you, Lord, but he was still knocking down doors for me. He was still climbing up mountains for me. He was still lighting up the darkness for me. And so I don't want us to come in here and just, just go through motions. I want us to feel and know everything that we say in. Let's not play at this thing. We serve a real God. I want to give him a real praise. I want to give him a real worship. So we're going to take it all the way back up one more time. And I want you to know that he came after you. So there's no mountain, praise team. Let's do it. No shadow. No shadow. You won't there's no shadow. Mountain, you won't climb up. Coming, coming after, after me. It was wild. 
And so we were praying, praying for graduation. Not that she wasn't going to graduate. It was something spiritual that had moved, that had shifted. And God lit up that darkness, climbed up that mountain, and brought her out. My son is here. My God. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Say it ain't real. Say you don't know about this God stuff. Say you don't know about this spirit. You say that. But can't nobody tell me nothing about God not lighting up a dark place. About God not climbing up a mountain to come after one. He just did that for one. He came after my son. We have found ourselves in a place. We don't know how we got there. But God said, don't worry about We was stressing, we was crying, we was praying, we was fighting. And God let us know, Pastor Tiffany, that he was coming after the one. And that one that time just happened to be my son, just, just happened to be uh, my daughter, just, just happened to be uh, my sister, just happened to be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to let y'all feel that one more time. Because I'm in a mood, Pastor Darian. <laughs> I'm in a mood on this afternoon to praise God. I'm in a mood to give him glory. I didn't come to celebrate me today. I came to celebrate my God. Because he's reckless. He's just that good. He just fights for us. And so we're going to do it one more time. Y'all feel that? that. Thank you. Thank you. Praise team. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, band. 
My God, that's good to me. I do pray that you can feel the worship that has rested. Oh, oh, uh, there's Deontay and uh, Tiffany. There ain't no mountain he won't climb up. There ain't no darkness he won't light up coming after you. Woo! I got some folk in here that's witnesses. Oh yeah, God came for me. Roz, there ain't no mountain he won't climb up. There ain't no lie he won't tear down coming after you. My God. We're going to move on in this, but that is good to me. That is good to me. We're going to move on. Let's stand for the reading of the word. We're going to go right through this. I believe that God has a word for us on this afternoon. I have prayed for you. I prayed that you would receive this. I pray that this is not just an exercise and you come into church on a Sunday, but that you receive the word that God has for you because somebody needs it uh, on this. Uh, Tay, there ain't no mountain. My God, he won't climb up coming after you. No darkness, he won't light up coming after you. My God, Allie, there's no mountain, no lie, he won't tear down coming after you. He came after you. He came for you. He did it for you. Oh, the overwhelming, <laughs> reckless love of God. He just kicking down doors and climbing up mountains and shining light, tripping on our behalf. <laughs> Going to be reckless on my behalf. All right, I'm done. Well, I'm done, I think. I just keep looking out there, and I see you, and I know that God came for you. I know he kicked down the door. I know he climbed up a mountain. I, knew he, I know he lit up the dark. I know he did that. And so we're not going to sit in here and be like, oh, that's a nice song they're singing. No, they're singing my song. <laughs> they're singing my song. All right, let's read. Let's read from the book of Ruth. Let's read it all together. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. I feel the Holy Spirit. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Kilion. Now, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died as she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there for about 10 years, both Malon and Kilion also died. And Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. As you sit down, say to somebody, power through. Tell it to yourself, power through. We are in the year of the walk, and we have been walking. We've had many walks on this year so far. We have, we have walked according to God's perspective. We have had a, a faith walk. We have walked away from the noise. We have walked in the dark. We have been on an essential walk, and we have also walked in rhythm. Ain't that right, Amber? We had some boom, boom chat on that rhythm walk. 
And I like that we have described so many different walks. Because for anybody that has been alive for any amount of time, we understand that this walk of life will change up on you. Even those of us who are walking with God understand that the walk changes up. The walk does not stay the same. One moment you're married, the next moment you're single. One moment you have a full house, the next moment you have an empty house. One moment you're employed, the next moment you're unemployed. One moment you're healthy and then you're sick. One moment you're skinny and then you're hefty. Just as hefty as you want to be. Life will change up on you. One moment you're happy and then you're sad. You're sure and then you are unsure. This walk of life will change up on you. But we're walking it out. You know, we do a, uh, a walk every year to honor my brother. My brother is Officer Jamie Manor. Many of you uh, know him and know our story. Um, but to um, remember our brother on, on his memorial, every year we walk this path that he used to work out on, that he has carved out. He, you know, we used to go with him to work out. Um, and some of you have been on that trail uh, with us. But when we start that walk, then I usually tell everybody that you're going to get a little bit of everything on this walk, that this walk is like the walk of life. It's, it's going to change up on you. It's going to be some, some smooth parts, and, and the walk will be, it'll be smooth, and then, and then it'll be hard. It'll be some parts in that walk that'll get hard, and then there is an a incline as you walk, and, and some curves as you take this walk, and, and then there's some, not inclines, but hills. Like, you have to go straight uphill on this walk, and, and then there's a decline on this walk. All of this is on the walk that we go to memorialize my brother and then the walk gets rough we have to go through some desert parts and and try to stay not in the street but on the sidewalk the walk gets tricky on that trail and then we have to go by some smelly parts it it just straight up stinks uh, on some parts of that walk and that's the same thing with our our walk in life sometimes it just uh, stinks but we get through the walk and then before you know it it's smooth again and we turn in a corner again and we're heading into the home stretch again. One thing that we understand on this walk with God, one, that it will change. One, you're going to be met with some things. But to get through it, you have to keep moving. If you're going to get to it, you have to keep moving. If you're going to make it to the place where God has you and, and already designed for you to be, then you're going to have to get moving. The theme for the next few months is power walk. And I have come on this afternoon to simply encourage you to power through. Power through this walk. You're going to have to find some grit. You're going to have to uh, dig in. You're going to have to find it in yourself to be able to throw another blow. You're going to have to be able to, to get it up in yourself to throw a haymaker. And I don't know if you know what a haymaker is because sometimes we fight skilled and we're ready for the fight. And so we have prepared for the fight. And so you're going to throw a right and a left. And you're going to throw an a uppercut. But sometimes this walk that we're on, you, you don't have time to finesse like that. Sometimes you just have to throw a haymaker. Sometimes you have to come into an all-out. 
Oh, y'all, oh, y'all ain't from the hood. Y'all ain't found with some of them girls that's from my neighborhood. Because he come out into a straight up windmill. But y'all ain't had to fight like that. But that's, that's the windmill. And sometimes you just have to go crazy. Sometimes you have to let this walk in the circumstances of life. Let them know that I'm not an easy win. Sometimes you have to power through. It's not a leisurely walk at that point. You have to move it. You have to dig in. It's going to take some force and some effort to get up again, to try again, and to power your way through. You're going to have to fight again. I talked to my, my, my brother, my youngest brother, and he told me, he said, I don't care who I'm fighting. He said, I'll fight anybody. And he's not the biggest of the group. As, as a matter of fact, he's the smallest one in our family. Uh, but he bought the toughest, uh, one of the toughest. And he said, you know what, I, I don't care. I, I don't care how big they are, and I don't care how many of them it is. He said, I'm going to fight, and I'm going to give it all I got every time. He said, it ain't going to be no clean fight, Pastor Kev. He said, if I have to fight dirty, Keith, I'm going to fight dirty. He said, if I got to bite me somebody, I'm going to bite them. And then he said this, and I, I, I never seen nobody fight like this. He said, if I got to scratch him with my toenails, I'm going to scratch him. I never seen nobody fight like that. But if you in an all-out brawl and you get near me and my toes right there, you're going to get scratched with these toenails. Sometimes we have to come in and power through like that. We have to stop saying what I'm not going to do and what I, what I don't want to do. And that's not my usual. You got to get up and get some, some power. This is where we find Naomi in the text. You know Naomi. Naomi, we just read about her. Naomi was married to Elimelech. Naomi had two sons, Malon and, and Kilion. They were living in Bethlehem. That was in Judah among the believers of God. They were living in a good land. Naomi was on a smooth walk. Had a family, a husband, a, a good land. Then a famine hit the land where they were living. So she and her husband and her two sons, they, they left that place and went to Moab. It was in Moab that Naomi's husband died. Now her walk is just got rough. Now it's a rough walk for Naomi. But it was there in Moab that her son found, her sons, both of them found wives. Among the Moabite people, they found Ruth and they found Orpah. It was rough for Naomi for a while, but then it smoothed out because now her, her sons have wives and she did lose her husband, and, but now it's, it's smoothing out again, this walk that we're on. And, and then it was after about 10 years, it says Naomi's two sons died, both of them. That's where Naomi's walk changed again. It went from a smooth walk to a decline, to a hard walk, to a, to a long walk, to a, to a smelly walk. This just stinks. And then it just, it just got unbelievable. Like, I can't even believe that, that this is my walk. 
But that's when Naomi had to turn her walk into a power walk. That's when she had to decide what she was going to do. See, I like Naomi. We read this scripture and we often talk about Ruth. But I want to talk about Naomi on this afternoon. Naomi, remember, is Ruth's mother-in-law. Naomi um, and uh, both of her sons died, but Ruth, the daughter-in-law, decided to stay to stay with her. And I like Naomi because she tells us what to do, what not to do, and she keeps it real. I love that. Let's, let's see what Naomi did because one of the things that Naomi had to do is she had to power through disappointment, grief, and loss. It was real. She was disappointed. She was grieving. And this really did, did happen to her. You have to understand that in this culture at this time where she was, if she didn't have a husband and then she didn't have a son, then she really was nothing. She had no status. They didn't even see her anymore. Oh, the disappointment and the grief and the loss was real for Naomi. She said to her daughters-in-law, she said, the Lord's hand has turned against me. She told them, Y'all go head on back and return to your gods. Because obviously my God is not pleased with me. So maybe your gods can do better by you than what my God has done by me. She doesn't say that, but she does tell us that her God has turned against her. And she tells them, y'all go back to your gods. She was, they were trying to stay with her. They said, no, 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 mommy-in-law. And I don't know how many of us would be uh, begging to stay with our mothers-in-law, but no, 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 mother-in-law. We're going to stay with you, even though their husbands were dead. They said that we're going to stay with you because she decided to go back to her country. No, we're going to go. And she was like, no, 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 don't go with me. My God has turned against me. Go back to your God's grief. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where grief is talking. But grief, disappointment, and loss is talking right now for Naomi. And so she has somebody that's trying to help her. She has two people that are trying to stay with her. But she's like, no, just leave me. Leave me to myself. Leave me to what God has done to me. And she even said in her grief talking, don't call me Naomi no more. Because Naomi meant pleasant. She said, call me Mara. Because that means bitter. Because of all of the things, the, the disappointment, the grief, and the loss. And for some of us in this room and some of us that are on live stream, you have changed your name. You're telling them not to call you happy no more. Don't call me content no more. Don't call me peaceful no more. So much has been lost. Don't, don't call me beautiful and pretty no more. Because I don't see anything beautiful in this life. And I don't see anything beautiful when it comes to me. So don't call me that. Call me ugly. Call me miserable. Call me unhappy. Call me sad. Call me crazy. Whatever, whatever you choose. But just don't call me what you used to. Don't call me what was positive. Call me lost. Call me can't get right. Grief 
changed her name. Disappointment changed her name. Loss changed her name. But I want us to be careful for those of you who find yourself in this situation with Naomi that God did not change her name. Grief, disappointment, and loss changed her name. And for some of you, you have never said it out loud. You've never told nobody, don't call me that. Don't call me pretty. Don't call me nice. Don't call me. But you're saying it to yourself. You're telling yourself I'm not going to win. You're telling yourself I can't get up from this. You're telling yourself I belong in the dark and not in the light. You never said it, but you have changed your name. You stop trying. That, that's, that's your name changed. But it's, it's grief. It's disappointment. And it's loss. And I told you I like Naomi because she keeps it real. And isn't that true of us? We go through the same motion. She went through some hard stuff. She lost her husband and both of her sons. You tell me you wouldn't be tempted to change your name. I'm not plentiful anymore. As a matter of fact, I'm empty. I don't have anything. But how do we power through disappointment, grief, and loss? We take in. We take in the truth. The truth of this is this is hard. The truth of this is it don't feel good. Take in the truth. Don't act like, well, I guess I'm supposed to be strong like the rest of you. No, nobody is strong through something like this. But face up to the hard truth that this really did happen. This really is going on. This world that we live in has some bad things to happen. And so you have to power through. You have to move through these things. Get, get, your, get your, your power up. You have to keep moving. My God, hold on. Let me go back here just for a moment because I want you to get the definition of power. It is the ability to do something, act, or produce. It is to supply energy or force. And so what Naomi has to do in this disappointment, grief, and loss is she's going to have to produce something. She's going to act. She's going to have to produce this effort and this force to get through this. I don't know if you've ever had to get up a mountain, but it takes force. It takes ability. It takes strength for you to move up that. It's not like walking on a leisurely walk. If you're going uphill, you got to dig in and find something extra that's going to help you get in that place. So, so how do you power through disappointment, grief, and loss? First thing is don't let grief talk to you. Don't let it talk to you. Grief will hold a full conversation with you. As a matter of fact, grief only wants you to talk to it. It doesn't want you to talk to anything else or anybody else. So don't allow grief. You have to tell grief, no, you be quiet. Even though this is a hard truth. Another thing, how you power through the disappointment, grief, and loss, let them be with you. She kept pushing them away. She kept telling them, no, don't be with me. No, I'm not this. You're going to need some help. Let those who can help you power through this with you because you never know. 
who will be a blessing to you. And the enemy wants you to be alone. He wants to get you in isolation. And so how do you power through disappointment, grief, and loss? Go home. Just go home. You out here by yourself. You out here trying to do it by yourself. There is covering at home. Now, I want you to understand when I say home, because for some of you, you already saying, uh, I can't go home, because that's where the mountain is. That's where the hard walk is. Go where there is a safe place. Home for Naomi was back with the people of God. I'm going to say it one more time, because y'all, y'all missed it. Home is with the people of God. Home is with the people of God. Go back with them. She said in verse 6, it said, When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home. Because that's where God is. That's where God is working. Some of you are out here in the midst of this hard walk, and you're refusing to go home. Your home, and you always have a home with God. Get there. Find him. That's how you power through disappointment, grief, and loss. And you also have to know who you're walking with. On this walk with God, know who you're walking with. Because he said that I'm going to be near you. I'm I'm near the brokenhearted. You have to know who you're walking with. He said that I would never leave you nor forsake you. You have to know who you're walking with. He said that I would be the peace, the God of your peace and the God of your comfort. You have to know who you're walking with. As you power your way through disappointment, grief, and loss. And then how do you power through transition? She was in a transition. How do you get through that? How do you face up the critics, even if it is you? Even if you're your number one critic, how do you face that in the transition? How do you face having to go backwards? And everybody's watching you go backwards. You're in a transition. Naomi transitioned from living in a land uh, with God's people, with her family, to living in a new place. She transitioned. She transitioned from being a wife to being a widow. She transitioned. She transitioned from being a mother to not having any children. She transitioned. She transitioned from having status to having none. She was in a transition. How do you, how do you power through transitions? You have to take down. Take down your pride and take down your ego. You have to take down. Your pride is a deep feeling of pleasure, a satisfaction derived from your own achievement. That's that's my pride. You have to take down your ego, your own self-esteem, and your own self-importance. You're going to have to face up to what they said. You're going to have to remember what you know in a transition. This is not your first transition. This is not the first time that you have been through something. You have to remember what you know. Naomi went back to what she knew. 
She went back to how she knew how to navigate before. You have to go back in in a transition. You have to take down, well, I'm going to be embarrassed if I go back. I'm going to be embarrassed if I have to ask for help. What are they going to say to me now? They're going to talk about me because I have no husband and I have no children. Take that down and get back home. Get back where people are going to love you. Get back into the place of God. You have to get back. Use the skills and the resources that you have in the transition. Number one, you have to keep moving. Don't power through. Find the ability to move, to produce something, to put an effort in, in the middle of a transition. And in the transition, you have to know who you're walking with. Ecclesiastes 7 says, the end of the matter is better than its beginning. And patience, it's better than pride. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. The end of the matter is going to be better than its beginning. You have to know who you're walking with and know what word God has already spoken over you. You have to always remember what he told Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you. Know who you're walking with as you power your way through. As you move through it. And then there was the wait. Naomi had to power through the wait. And I'm saying wait, W-A-I-T. She was waiting on God, waiting to see what was going to happen. She had to power through the wait. So many of us are in a waiting place. We are waiting for God to do something, waiting to see what's going to happen, wanting to know when it's going to happen. You know, Dr. Sue said, Tara, about the waiting place. Where everyone is just waiting. Waiting for a train to come. Or a bus to come. Or a plane to go. Or the mail to come. Or the rain to go. Or the phone to ring. Or the snow to snow. Or waiting around for a yes or a no. Everyone is just waiting. Waiting for the fish to bite, waiting for the wind to fly a kite, or waiting around for Friday night, or waiting perhaps for their Uncle Jake, waiting for a pot to boil or a better break, a string of pearls or a pair of pants or a wig with curls. Everyone is just waiting. Some of us are waiting and wondering. Some of us are waiting and wrestling. Some of us are waiting and whimpering. Some of us are waiting and wilding. Everyone is just waiting. We can learn from Naomi. We don't know how long Naomi was in the wait. We know that she was in Moab about 10 years before her sons died. And then she went back home her and her daughter-in-law, Ruth. They went back there to the people that they knew. They went back home. We don't know how long she was waiting. 
She just went back and she told Ruth, she said, just, just go in the field and see if they'll drop something that you might be able to pick up, that we might be able to, to live off of because they had no status and no men. She was just waiting. Ruth, her daughter-in-law, went into a field just, just to, to glean and, and just, to, to, just to, to pick up waiting. We don't know how long. The Bible just says one day. One day, Naomi said to Ruth, hey, do this. Go down to the field owner. Wait till he get through eating and drinking. And then lay down at his feet and uh, cover over his feet with your blanket. That was one day. One day, God gave her a plan. One day, in the waiting, God released something. He released something. Naomi was in the wait, powering through, though. And I want us to get how she powered through in the wait. She did what she knew to do. She kept giving, pouring out into her daughter-in-law. Remember, her daughter-in-law was not from this place, so, but Naomi knew the lay of the land, and so she started to train her daughter-in-law on what to do, on how to navigate. I read something just this morning, and it says, waiters do what waiters do. And waiters serve. I'm going to let that rest with you for a minute. If you go to a restaurant, that person is a waiter. And that waiter is serving you. And so what they did is they just had a play on words. For those of you who are waiting, I'm waiting for God to do this and I'm waiting for God to do that. In your wait, serve. In your wait, serve somebody. Naomi served her daughter-in-law. She kept pouring out to her. Kept, okay, do this. Okay, do that. And it was not that Naomi might get something. She was trying to help this girl because she's still feeling like, I'm not going to be able to help you. I have no sons. We just two women in here trying to make, hey, we just two women in here. That's, 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 that's the inside joke. We're just two women in here trying to make it work. And so she just started pouring, and she started teaching, and she started telling her what to do. I want to talk to somebody who's find themselves in a wait, and you're waiting for God to do something for you. And I'll have a question for you. Who are you serving, and who are you pouring out to? What do you have to give? You're waiting for God to do something for you, but what are you doing for anybody else in the middle of your wait? Naomi started to teach. She was pouring out. She was setting her up, even if it didn't mean anything for herself. We are not in a place where we understand that I can give to you and expect nothing back for myself. She served while she was waiting. While you're in the wait, keep on planning. Keep living. Keep trying. In the middle of the wait, all of us is waiting. Everybody's just waiting. But it's not for you to sit around and, and, and twiddle your toes and, and wring your fingers and, and talk too much and not do anything. No, Naomi was busy giving. She was busy teaching. And then the one that she was teaching 
he, the, the one that she sent her to, blessed Naomi. You don't know who you're pouring out to that is going to be a blessing to you. You don't know what's going to come back to you. As a matter of fact, when Ruth, her daughter-in-law, got blessed, uh, the man gave it to Ruth and he said, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. God is going to say to some people that you have been serving in your way, don't go back to her empty-handed. Don't go back to him empty-handed. You don't know where your blessing is going to come from. You don't know how God is working in the wait. God is not a stranger to the wait. He'll put you in that wait. But he's working something. Ask King David. He told him when he was still out in the field, you're going to be king. And then he had to go back out in the field. He wasn't king yet. He told Joseph, your whole family, they're going to bow down to you. And then he went to prison. <laughs> he was thrown down in, in, in a cistern. God had him in a, in a weight. And for those of you who find yourself in a way, when am I going to get a break? When is something going to happen to me? When is my husband going to come? When is all of this going to happen? God got you in a wait. Why? Because he's orchestrating some things. He's setting some things up, and he's setting you up. Maybe you ain't ready yet for the husband. Maybe you're not ready yet for the house that you think you ought to have. Maybe you're not ready yet. God has you in the wait. But in the wait... You have to know who you're walking with. Isaiah 40 and 31 says, but those who hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. Those who wait on the Lord, they will soar on, wing, on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. In Habakkuk it says, for, the, for still the vision awaits its appointed time. As you power through uh, the wait, the vision is awaiting its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. This is how you, you power through grief, power through transitions, power through the wait. Keep moving. You're going to have to do a little bit of extra. I'm ready for you, Keith. You're going to have to do a little extra. You're going to have to dig in and find that force and find that ability to move through it. As you remember who you're walking with. As you remember who it is that you are walking with. And I, I do want to pray right here. I want to pray for those who are in a disappointing, grief-stricken place. For those who have found yourselves in, in a wait. God, I've been waiting, I've been waiting, I've been waiting, I've been waiting. That you might understand who you're walking with and who you're waiting for. Those of you who are in transition, man, and transition is real. Transition will cause you to go into a dark place, a confused place. I don't understand. I don't know, God, what you want me to do with my life. But if you can remember, even in the transition, who you're walking with, 
if you can remember what you know. Don't forget what you know. I know how to do this. I know how to move through a hard time. I know how to dig in. I have it. I have it. I have it to do because I know who I'm walking with. But if that is you on, on this afternoon, disappointment and loss in the waiting place, in a transition, we just want to pray with you on this afternoon. We are going to pray with you. Everybody stand all over the place. And if you need specific prayer or special prayer, then you can come up to the front if you find yourself in this in this most difficult place. But I, I want to pray this first for those of you who stand, but I don't know who I'm walking with. I'm not, I don't know him, but I want to know him. I'm going to give you an opportunity right here in this room and for those of you who are on uh, video uh, broadcast. Y'all come on up. Um, are you all same family? Okay, so y'all could, I was going to have you spread out. Intercessors, come on up. We're going to pray in just a moment. But I want to give those of you in here an opportunity that if you don't know him or if you know that you have been separate from him, if you had a hard time trying to praise him in the worship, that you don't know that he's come after you, then I want you to repeat this prayer with me on this afternoon. And say it from your heart that you know what, I, I don't want to live like I've been living. I want to be better. I want to know him. I want to know a God that you say will come after me. I want to know him. And so we're going to pray, and even those on video broadcast, pray this with us. For those of you who are separate, pray. For those of you who are saying this for the first time, say it and mean it. It could be done right here on this afternoon. You don't have to leave here another day saying, I wonder about my life. I wonder who I am. I wonder where I belong. No, you'll be one of those people that saying, I know where to go back home to. And it's not the house you grew up in. And it may not even be no blood relatives there. But this, this place in God is your home. And so let us pray that prayer first. Father God, thank you for your son Jesus. Thank you, God. Come into my heart. Let's, let's, I don't hear anybody saying this. And so if you sealed up and you already know it, I hear one person saying this, but if you sealed up and you know it good, but every Sunday our pastor prays this prayer. I say it again. I don't want to have shifted. I don't want to have gone nowhere. I want to be sure that if I walk out the door or if I fall out right here on this stage, I know where I'm going at. I'm going home for real. No wondering. I don't want my family to wonder I wonder if she's going to be okay. Take the strain off of your family that they don't have to sit somewhere in a funeral and they don't know where you're going. Because the truth is, all of us are going to leave here. I don't care who you are, what you say, we're not staying. And somebody is going to be left that's going to have to funeralize you and bury you. 
and there's probably going to be someone who's going to have to reside over your service. And they're going to have to either make up something or know that they know that you're going home. Don't leave it to your family to be sitting up there looking sideways at each other like, I don't know where they're going. And so we're going to try one more time just to seal it. And I want you to know that this prayer is not just for the end of your life. But right here today, when you say this prayer, it could be the beginning of your life. You haven't lived yet if you're not living for Christ. It's a whole, whole different world than a ball game over here. So let's try it one more time. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me. I need you, Lord. I've made some mistakes. I have messed up. I invite you in to be my Lord and my Savior. Lead me. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And it is done. And it is done. It is done. Go ahead. Go ahead and celebrate that. Go ahead and celebrate that. Now, if you were someone in here and you did say that for the first time, or you rededicated yourself, just raise your hand and we'll make sure um, that we get your information. Was that either of you for the rededicated over here? You two? Rededicated. All three, uh, Minister Arnett. Amen. Y'all, that's a celebration because you know, since this is a rededication, that your lives will not be the same. They just can't be. And so I'm thanking God right now for your walk. And let me just say this, because I hear God saying this, um, that the walks have been tough. I don't know where y'all been. I, he's not telling me that. But man, does the walk get hard and rough. You've had to power through some things. Oh, you're a power walker. But God said, remember who you're walking with. It's been tough. It's been hard. But you were supposed to be here today. Nobody knows just how hard it's been. Nobody knows the power that you have to take to, to get up and do what you do. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. But I'm glad that you are here I'm glad that y'all came together so that you can get your courage up, so that you can fight again, power up again, throw some haymakers again. Get that. Hmm? I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you did that because they need to be here. And so even with the rededication, so we're going to pray for y'all. My God, in the name of Jesus, God, we said thank you. We said thank you on this afternoon for these, your people, God. You know the walk that they have been on, God. You know what has happened, God. And I said thank you that on this afternoon, my God, in the name of Jesus, that there is a reset. 
that there is a reset. I'm just going to touch your heart. That's it. Because your heart, my God, in the name of Jesus, I come against the broken heart. I come against...
Can I have my notebook, Andrea? I don't believe that those were the only three people uh, that needed prayer. But we can't make you want it. We, we can't make you uh, want this. But y'all, this walk is real. It is real for some folks. And so we pray. We pray for the power through. And I know some of you are powering through. And so I pray that God be with you, my God, as we go through it. And then there was one more thing that Naomi had to power through. Naomi had to power through the celebration. She had to take it and praise God. Because at the end of that story, all of that pouring out that she was doing into that daughter-in-law of hers, they found someone that would take them on as a family, her, her kinsman, redeemer, Boaz. You probably have heard of him. And through Boaz, Ruth was able to bear a son. Oh, there is God coming full circle for it, Naomi. Because the scripture said now Naomi had a son, even though it was her grandson. And boy, did God set her up. Because her grand, this grandson was the grandfather of David, King David. Great-grandfather of King David. In the lineage of Jesus himself. You don't know what God is doing in the wait. I'm telling you, if her sons had had children by Ruth, the lineage would have been off. It wouldn't have been right. God couldn't have set her up the way that he set her up. But the way that he set Naomi up, now she had kings in her lineage. And in even the savior of the world, God gave her, after all of that, after losing her husband, both of the sons, having to go back, face the critics, having to know not what they were going to get and where they were going to get anything, then God turned that thing around, blessed her. And so I say to you, Take the celebration. Power through the celebration. Because for some of us, we would have been still saying, don't, don't celebrate me, y'all. Y'all remember what happened to my husband? I don't want to celebrate. Y'all remember what happened to my two sons? I don't want to celebrate. Remember we had to live through that famine? I don't want to celebrate. Y'all remember that? Remember, I had to go back, and, and they was talking about me. I don't want to celebrate. Remember, I changed my name. I don't want to celebrate, but, but God has placed the celebration right before you, but you are refusing to acknowledge it and refusing to celebrate God. It ain't about you. It's about you giving glory to God. It's about her saying, you know what? Yes. Yes, yes, I will take this. Yes, I will celebrate what God has done in me and through me. I don't want us to move too quick and miss the celebration. I told this story before, but we did a, a stage production some time ago, and this was my lesson on celebrating. 
And it was a hard-fought fight, and we were renting out the theater, and it was over 280-something seats in there, and we were selling tickets, trying to get people to come to this, this stage production that I was um, going to put on with some of the most tabulated, uh, talented people in ministry. And it was the day before the event, and we'd only had about 20 tickets sold out of 280 seats, seats in the theater. Um, and so I, I called my brother, I called Nate, and I said, Nate, it's game day. Uh, and the tickets ain't sold, and I don't know if nobody going to come, and I don't know what's going to happen. He said, you can't do that on game day. He said, it's game. He was clapping his hands. Y'all got so hyped up. He was clapping his hands, and he was like, it's game day, baby. It's time to play, baby. You just got to go out there and do what you was going to do. It don't matter who come and who don't. It's game day, baby. And I said, and they say it again. <laughs> I needed him to tell me one more time to get me hyped up. But when I tell you all that we went to that theater, we almost sold that theater out. You know, we came at the last minute. We bought tickets at the door. But we almost sold it out. And my son knew how stressed out I was in the months leading up to, to this. And so after it was over, he was there at the show, and people are milling around, and oh, my God. And he came up to me. He said, you see this? And he's looking out in the theater. You see this? And I said, yeah, I see it. And I went to walk off from him. And he pulled me back by the shoulder. He said, nope. You're going to stand right here, and you are going to take a look at what you did. No, take it in. Now, you're going to celebrate this moment because if it didn't happen, you'd be beating yourself up for the next few months. And now you want to walk away from the celebration so quickly. He said, no, we're going to stand right here, take it all in, and celebrate. And so I want to leave you with an affirmation. I want to leave you with a declaration over your life. We're going to celebrate our way right on out of here on this afternoon but I want us to understand, yes, you do have something to celebrate. Stop overlooking it. Stop looking down on it. Stop not considering it. You do have something to celebrate on this afternoon. And so the praise team is going to help me declare this to you. Uh, Andrew, bring me my hat. Woo! Oh, we're going to celebrate. for my birthday. But this is a celebratory song. And people are still sitting down like they have nothing to celebrate. If nothing else, you have to celebrate the fact that you are here. There are a lot of people that are not here right now. 
There's some people laying in hospital beds right now. And y'all gonna sit down and not, y'all gonna miss the celebration? Y'all better celebrate the God that brought you here. You did not do this yourself. And now we're going to declare a thing over you. And so I want you to take this as, this is what I'm going to walk away with. This is how I'm going to power through this. This is what I am going to do. Oh, I'm getting ready to celebrate. One, it's, it's my birthday. But two, God brought me here. He's keeping me. He's saving me. I got my family. I got some things to celebrate. I got my health. I got some things to celebrate. I have a right mind. I have some things to celebrate. But y'all get so used and y'all so common to having what you think you ought to have. But if God took it, oh my. you don't be walking around looking like Naomi with grief talking. But you have a moment right now that you can celebrate. And so we're going to try it again. And this declaration is simple. That from right here forward is going to be big. I'm declaring that. That's my song for my birthday year. Yeah. Is that it is going to be big. Let's try it one more time. Sing happily.
God is going to open the windows of heaven. Pour you out a blessing. And you won't have room enough to contain it. I got two people that's receiving that. I got three folk. I tell you what. I declare that over my life. That God is going to open the windows of heaven. Pour me out a blessing. I won't have room to continue. And it's going to be big. It's going to be big. It's got to be Before that, um, I believe that uh, I believe that it's my season. That it's my season. Uh huh. Uh-huh. This is not for those who like. Oh, that's, that's just a cute song. But I believe that when we are in the assembly, that when we are in the presence of God, that we can declare a thing and it be so. There is power in life in our tongue. My God. And so I'm just going to touch you and you can go back because we got to, we up here close. And so I just, this is my declaration. And so not only is he going to open them out, open the windows, not only is he going to pour out, not only are you not going to have room, but it's going to be big. <laughs> but it's going to be big. But it's going to be big.
It's for the God, I believe that you're going to do that for me. I'm going to let us go ahead and get out of here. Let me, let me touch with, agree with Keith. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. It's going to be big, Anthony. It's going to be big. Man, yeah. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. How we going to get it? We're going to get it. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, going to be big. It's gonna be big. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be big. big. It's gonna be big. It's gonna Hallelujah. be big. And that's for the believers. And so I will go ahead and and seal this. God, we said thank you on this afternoon. Thank you for your word. Thank you for a word of encouragement. Thank you, oh God, for a word of declaration that we can declare, God, that we are yours and you are ours. That we believe what your word said, God. 
that we can speak those things that are not, oh God, and they would be so. Oh God, we said thank you that you said where two or three of us is in the midst, there you would be in the middle. God, we said thank you, oh God, that you have given us the power and the authority to ask things in your son's name. And so Jesus, we said thank you on this afternoon for the word that has gone forward. We said thank you, oh God, that you have rested, that you are healing your people. We said thank you for the three people that rededicated their lives on this afternoon. We are grateful, God. And so I do believe that that is all. Just a couple of announcements. Pastor Darren, you're coming. Do you have the information uh, for Gus? I'll say, go ahead and say that. Gus McNair, our brother um, who serves, he serves mainly at the main campus and central campus. Um, they're going to be funeralizing his son on this Thursday, 11 o'clock at Mountaintop. You all may remember Gus. He was our musician here, both houses for some time. Um, we're not having to um, run the service, but we are going to support our brother. And so again, Thursday the 16th, 11 o'clock at Mountaintop Ministries, you all are free to come and support uh, Gus. Uh, Pastor Darren is coming with our uh, other announcements. Amen, amen. Just real quickly, real briefly, we, we thank God for that word once again, the power through. Amen. Amen. It's so important to power through. When you get tired, when you get weak, just remember that word and just recall it. Uh, just by one way of announcements, uh, the Kingdom Academy is starting this week. Amen. We have registration forms outside, and then we're asking those who do register to pay online. There's a flyer, and the information is for you um, outside in the foyer. Um, and, oh, there it is on the screen as well. So if you're going to take classes, uh, you can also see me if you have any questions about those classes as well. Um, also, as we get ready to do our benediction, uh, since it is our co-pastor's birthday, uh, we just wanted, the church just wanted to help her celebrate her birthday. So I don't know how big it is, <laughs> but we're going to plant a seed, and then that seed going to get bigger. So, Pastor Rhonda, happy, happy birthday. Enjoy. Take care. God bless you. Happy God bless birthday. you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. With that, we're going to stand, and we're going to have our benediction on the screen for you. Yes, something else? Oh, yes, and there are cupcakes outside. Please take those cupcakes. Take them, take them, take them. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort and be of one mind. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss, and all the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Amen. Please, at this time, we're going to have you follow the leading of our sanctuary attendants who are going to make sure. Thank you for tuning in today. Hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you 
you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.